0: Welcome, everyone, to this week's episode of Topical Brainstorm. I am Garrett Fox, and I'm here with Christian. How's it going, man? It is going well. How are you Christian, doing? I am doing quite well. <laughs> uh, a little tired, as you know. Yeah. Stayed up till 1 to watch The Mandalorian last night. It was good.
1: Well, the episode
0: I'm... started at 1, so you yeah, were up till. I was up till easily two. <laughs> However, I, for for the first time in a long time, last night when I f- finally la- laid in bed, I fell asleep quite fast, which um, doesn't happen. That's nice. Lot. Usually because I usually fall asleep at, at about one or two, I think. And that's when I actually laid my head on the pillow. So <laughs> <laughs> probably contributes to that. Yeah, I bet. I also uh, played basketball yesterday for the first time in a long time. You love basketball. Yeah, I haven't been able to play with uh, COVID and a bunch mm. of other stuff. So I went and played yesterday. Nice. It's good.
1: Sounds like a, you had a good day yesterday.
0: Yeah, got a lot done. Actually, really productive. Uh, yeah how how about you how how are you doing? Uh, pretty well.
1: I went to bed at like 11 last night, which was nice. Nice. My wife, so the first year of our marriage, she only really worked night shifts, which meant she was wide awake at 11 p.m. and I was still getting up around 7 to 8 every day. Well, I was I was getting to work at 7 for a good chunk of the first year of our marriage, but uh, now that she works day shifts, it's so nice because she actually wants to go to bed at a reasonable time, which means I get to go to bed at a reasonable time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that is and, nice, uh, dude.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's been good. It's been good.
0: That is good. <clears throat> dude, it's, it's kind of weird recording at 8 in the morning instead of at night. Yeah. It's kind of just- nice, though daylight coming through my window yeah i uh, actually have a a test i gotta take today um that i've just been putting off studying for because i've been focusing on my other class yeah so we'll see how that goes usually i just read the powerpoints for that class and then take the test and i do really well so that's what i'm gonna do today
1: (laughs) well i wish you luck
0: thank you sir
1: you got to take it after work.
0: Yeah, there's no way I can. Unless yeah, I can cram four powerpoints in four hours, then which I mean I could, but I read them pretty slow, and that's why I'm able to do well on it. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, don't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Honestly, after this podcast, I might just go back to sleep for another hour. Cause
1: that's not a bad idea.
0: Uh, pretty. Uh, some some decisions yesterday definitely are leading to my tiredness. So,
1: well, you know, I, you're in, you're in college. You gotta <laughs> you gotta live
0: it up. Yeah, I'm one of those guys that goes to college for six years and isn't a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> uh all right <laughs> let's let's jump into it so we're going through the book um how to win friends and influence people still still or we're, we're getting ready to finish it we'll have one more episode after today on this book well we might actually have two because we're we're probably going to do a review episode as well and just hit, highlight our favorite chapters again but one more episode of new content. And with that being said, <laughs> with that being said, uh, we're in the last section, which is the leadership section of this book. Uh, we're doing chapters four, five, and six. So chapter four, the title is no one likes to take orders. And then the principle that goes along with that is ask questions instead of giving direct orders i don't know about you but i really relate to this chapter what what are your thoughts
1: uh yeah i liked it i i'm interested to know what do you mean by relate to it
0: i hate people telling me what to do okay got it (laughs) that's what i mean
1: (laughs) yeah uh (laughs) Yeah, a lot of people do. Uh, That's something that my wife says a lot, too. She hates when people tell her what to do, you know? So if I ever, like, ask her to do something and it comes off as a command at all, she's just not going to do it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Which is funny to me, but I I can also relate. I'm not saying I can't. Um, I just think some people feel that uh, defiance of authority more than I would I do. Irregardless, I did like this chapter. I did like this principle. It um, talks about you know giving suggestions or asking questions instead of giving direct orders. And I think that's really important because if you give an order that someone's not completely on board with, uh, it really just shuts down communication and shuts down new ideas. And uh, it shuts down a lot of good things because if you give an order to uh, – a subordinate and they have potentially a better idea of some, a way to get something done. Um, in addition to, you know, making them resent you, you're going to shut down any new ideas, shut down any creativity and, uh, just a lot of negative side effects to giving direct orders.
0: Yeah, there's, there's a, a ton of negative side effects to it. Um, the biggest one being, like, if by throwing down these commands just hurts people's pride, man. No one really likes being told what to do. Uh, I like the solution to that that Dale gives by making it a question. If you... Like, if someone does something wrong, instead of commanding them to do it the way you see is right, you can say, don't you think this way would be better, possibly? Like, this... And, and that allows them to, as Dale puts it, save their face. It was just a common expression, right? Saving face? Yeah, I think so. So, I don't know. I just, like do you have any examples of that in your life? Cause I have tons of examples where people have told me what to do. And I'm just like, no, <laughs> screw you. <laughs> like I'm not doing that even though. And, and, and sometimes I've, I've known like I probably should do that, but now I'm not going to <laughs> a great example is like, actually like, I've talked with people about this at work mm-hmm. and, uh, like, masks, dude. Wearing masks. Like, I'll I'll do it because, like, sure, it helps a little bit. I don't think it's, the, like, the end-all, be-all that people think it is. I don't think it, by wearing a mask, you're absolutely saving people's lives. But I'll do it. It makes people feel comfortable. But as soon as, like, someone tells me I have to, that makes me 100 times not want to do it you know like i'm like no i'll shop somewhere else if i have to wear a freaking mask here like yeah i don't know what are your thoughts (laughs) yeah that's a that's a touchy subject
1: because i feel like there was a lot of confusion when everyone started you know when the whole mask thing started and it's it's interesting because no one really knew what to do. And I feel like in March, when the whole thing hit, uh, masks. I don't know. I don't remember the exact timeline, but masks didn't become popular till you know May, maybe, or like June. I don't, I don't even remember. Regardless, uh, I've had a few conversations. My my buddy Colton Millette, who lives in Florida now, he came to visit. And he was so upset that he had to wear a mask on the plane, and he he didn't come visit me. Like, he came and stopped by. I wasn't the reason he came back to Utah to visit. He had a brother getting married, but he was just so anti-mask, and I was just like, don't you think that, like, even if it puts other people at ease, it's worth doing, you know? And he was just like, no. It's like, I shouldn't have to wear a mask. <laughs> <And> that <laughs> That's kind of just who he is. He's a very, yeah. he's his own guy. And uh, he's very I love him neurotic. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know. I don't, I can never remember what neurotic means. Is that just maybe like, maybe
0: that's the wrong word? Let me. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, we better look that up because that's not the way I understand the word neurotic. But uh, uh, he's very set in his ways and uh, opinionated about things. And he's a great guy. But, um, He's definitely somebody who wouldn't take a command from anybody probably. But I mean I I get it. It's it's uh like you said, even if you know it's a good thing to do when someone just bo- is a little bossy it makes you not want to do that thing. Yeah, which is funny. But
0: yeah. Okay, so neurotic definition. Uh, a word that has been used since the 1700s to describe mental, emotional, or physical reactions that are drastic and irrational. <laughs> so uh, maybe he's, he's not totally neurotic, but he has some neurotic tendencies. Yeah, but he, so do I. You he, know? Would, like,
1: he would probably get upset that you called him irrational because <laughs> he that's probably one thing that he would be very proud of, the fact that he considers himself extremely rational rational. yeah but so so does everybody right
0: yeah everyone thinks they're rational (laughs) he doesn't listen to this does he uh
1: i told him that i had a podcast and he laughed at me
0: okay so So i don't think so (laughs) (laughs) that's
1: good i'll I'll have to send him this episode and tell him uh he got a (laughs) shout out but
0: nice um so one thing that I I feel like we all can relate to this principle, that because like like Dale says, nobody likes being told what to do. Um, the way to the way he gives to um to get around at telling people what to do is by asking questions instead of giving direct orders. I think that's super super important. I'm, and I'm sure there's other ways as well to get around giving people direct orders. Mm-hmm. And I think one thing, one thing I wanted to talk about with that is at, at work, I've become one of the, like the old timers because everyone's quitting. Yeah. Um. And a lot of the newer people are, co- are coming to me, asking me what to do. And when people ask me what to do, I usually tell them, what to do if, Mm. if I know, you know, but I should probably stop giving like that, like being so direct with that. I should probably stop and think like, well, I don't know. What do you think you should do about it? Or like, maybe you should do this. What do you think about this? Instead of just like, Oh, do this. You know, I feel like that would come off in a way that would help them, have more pride i guess in what they're doing yeah i think so
1: one example that i have from my life my my boss when i that job i had in college uh preparing material takeoffs for construction projects uh my boss adam he was, he was a great boss in a lot of ways. And, and one thing he always did was, you know, I never really felt bossed around by him. Um, yeah. But he would always ask, we'd have quarterly interviews where we'd, you know, he he had a bunch of, he was a real kind of a nerdy guy because he would have like all sorts of statistics and um, not, I mean, nerdy, not in a bad way. He was, he was good at what he did for sure. Um, but he, he had recorded all these sort of statistics to like monitor our work, which was really cool to see. And you could see yourself progress over time and whatnot. Yeah. Um, but he would, he would like look at those, which made the process feel not subjective, which was nice too. Um, regardless, irregardless, Hmm. one thing he'd always ask is, something along the lines of, is there anything I can do to help you work more efficiently or to help you, you know, like help you, uh, yeah, work more efficiently. I don't know why I'm trying to think of another way to say that. Um, and I really liked that question because that kind of put it on me to be like, okay, what am I lacking? How can I improve? Um, is there anything? And there, there was really never anything. I really never had a good answer for that question. But just that attitude that he brought of like, like, what can I do to, you know, to help? Like, what can I do to make you a better employee? And it didn't come off as condescending or it didn't come off as if I wasn't already doing a good job. Um, And that that just went a long way to me respecting him as a boss and. Being willing to help out, you know, like a few times he asked me to work late because we were really busy and I I was happy to because he'd always been so uh, willing to work with me and flexible with things and um, he never bossed me around. So yeah, yeah, just a good example of of this principle, I think.
0: That is a good example. I I think it's really interesting too how interlinking a lot of these chapters are. Like this chapter... Uh, links perfectly with the very first chapter in the book the don't criticize condemn or complain chapter mm-hmm. um just be nice to people
1: <laughs> yeah you
0: know they want to be appreciated i thought one story from this chapter that was really cool um and he didn't even actually talk about it that much he talked about this guy named Owen D Wilson that he was talking to some, to a writer who had written a biography about Owen. Um, and this writer was interviewing someone that shared an office with Owen for the book. And that person that she interviewed for the book, who had worked in the same office as Owen said that he, that Owen had never, um, he had never heard Owen give a direct order before. Like he never heard him tell somebody else what to do, Um, which I found really cool. So I actually looked up who Owen Wilson is or not Owen Wilson. I keep saying Owen Wilson, Owen Young, his name is Owen Young. (laughs) Um, So I looked up who Owen Young is. He was a lawyer uh, who took a case against GE back in 1911 and won and GE actually liked him a lot so they they replaced their their lawyer with him a year after <laughs> um, and then he became like the president and CEO of GM in like 1922 or not GM GE in like 1922 and then he also was uh in 1919 he he founded like the radio commission of america i think is what it's called radio corporation of america which was like the project that put american radio like on top cuz they were afraid that Brit- britain was going to dominate the radio waves <laughs> which was kind of funny mm-hmm. um and then he later actually ran for president unofficially like he didn't actually run or campaign but his friends were like hey you're running for president and they like did it all for him (laughs) which i think is kind of cool um he lost to franklin delano roosevelt in the primary uh which i don't know he just seems like a cool guy you know like um I feel like there's a lot of cool people in this book that we probably haven't looked up and and talked about in a a way that does them justice. So I thought I should do Owen Young some justice there. (laughs) Nice. Uh, I'm sure you're right. I'm sure there are a lot of impressive
1: people that we've just glanced over.
0: Yeah.
1: That's cool. He sounds like an accomplished dude.
0: Yeah, I what I really like about that is like the GE, in the, as a company, was like, oh, that guy just beat us. Yeah, we should actually get him instead of like being mad at him. Like, I think that's super cool of them and super big of them. Yeah, like that's how we should we should <laughs> live instead of like putting people down who are, who are better than us. We should go out and be their friend and you know get them to work for us <laughs> like like michael scott in the yeah. office. <laughs> when he gets danny do you, you want do you want
1: your life to get better stay the same or get worse
0: <laughs> uh stay the same no <laughs> <laughs> look i can let you come and go as you please as you please there's your freedom <laughs> Uh, uh, oh, Packer. I forgot about Packer. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> All right. You got anything else for that chapter? Uh, No, I do All not.
1: Right. So we can go on to the next chapter, chapter five. I can introduce it. Uh, it's titled, Let the Other Person Save Face. And Garrett referenced it already a little bit. And the principle... Is the exact same. It just says, let the other person save face. So, pretty simple. Um, Basically, if someone makes a mistake or misspeaks or anything like that, and if it doesn't have any serious consequence, just forget about it. You know, you don't need to correct every little wrong that people do or people make. And you really don't have any right to criticize people or cause someone to lose face because it doesn't accomplish anything. It really just makes a person feel small, which is never a good thing to do.
0: I agree. And I feel like so many people don't even realize that they're doing this. I. A lot of people don't realize when they see a mistake, it's like human nature to just correct it. doesn't matter who it's coming from. The only time people think twice is when it's their boss making the mistake. (laughs) (laughs) That might be true. Um, And a lot of them just, like you said, simply don't matter. And the ones that do matter, you need to go about in like a respectful, tactful way of correcting that mistake. Usually by you know asking a question or um you know don't don't you think you should have done this better or done it this way or do you think if you had done it like this like maybe this outcome would have happened probably in a a tone of voice that's better than what i just used but you know like there are ways of correcting mistakes that matter in a tactful way and I don't know. I've, I've definitely, I'm definitely guilty of this. Just like, Oh, you're wrong. This is why. And Mm. when I've done that, it doesn't work. People cling to their, to the idea they had before anyway, you know?
1: Yeah. Uh, one example, I think a great example of this is, uh, there was this one girl that I knew in college who uh she would correct people's grammar just like instantly, right? Is it your wife? No. One example one example was I said something like you know, I'm just talking and I I stumble over my words a lot and say incorrect things. I don't fi- I don't feel like I speak very coherently a lot of the time, but I just said something as simple as I said, there is, so like there's. Yeah. There's a lot of yada, yada, yada. And the correct way to say it was, there are a lot of yada, 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 right? Yeah. And I was just, I was just going and she was instantly just like, there are. <laughs> and it was like, <laughs> it was so annoying. It's <laughs> like, that does not matter at all. Like, I'm aware what the correct thing is. I misspoke. Have you ever misspoke, like. Yeah. It just it was it was so annoying, you know and it, it yeah it didn't it's not gonna make me speak better. I just like yeah, I don't know. I feel like it's little things like that that you're right. We kind of have the natural tendency to correct those things um when we see them and I I don't think. I don't think she was... And that's a, that's a big thing on social media, too. If you ever read comments of things, you know?
0: Oh, dude. I was
1: uh. like, oh, you spelled that wrong. And it's just like the most annoying comment to ever watch someone make. Um, yeah. Because it's very entertaining to read comments on things on social media, I think. But it's just... It doesn't get you anywhere. It just makes the other person mad. Uh And it is a natural tendency, but I think being able to resist that urge to correct someone instantly will go a long way in uh, building relationships with people because it's just annoying.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it is annoying. What I find interesting is that most people have a very hard time thinking of times when they've corrected other people, but everyone has an example of a time that they've been corrected
1: yeah, that's that's deep and I'm sure that's true. I'm sure yeah. I've corrected people's grammar before like a jerk, so
0: Yeah. <laughs> and I'm sure I have too. Well, I mean I have. I've corrected you before. Um what
1: oh the, the itch and the scratch thing? The itch and the scratch thing. That
0: one gets me. <laughs> like and that is a that is not a big deal, obviously. But there's gotta be a way to correct that. In a way that is tactful, because uh, that 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 really uh, grinds my apples, man. Grinds <laughs> <laughs> Well, see that
1: uh, one. Well, that's a good example because I I didn't want to be corrected. You know, I was like, yeah. Garrett, no, I'm not going to give in to it. <laughs> but yeah. in the long run, I mean, I I appreciate it because if because that's something that I was truly saying wrong and. I didn't see it, right? It wasn't like a simple, I'm talking faster than I can think, and I make a little mistake that I know the grammar rule for. Yeah. That That one, I just, I was unaware that it was driving you crazy. So (laughs) you probably could have said it nicer. Yeah. But yeah, I I could have.
0: That's a funny story. We should uh, put a little insert here for whatever episode that was.
1: (laughs) Yeah. That's too much work.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I don't know what episode it was either. So, yeah, anyway. um, Oh, my phone's ringing. Uh, Yeah, Austin just texted me asking if my room is shaking. They're doing construction outside. No. No, it is not.
1: I can't hear the construction, so that's good.
0: That is good, because I was actually worried about that when I woke up. Uh yeah. I think that well, I think a lot of things. <laughs> I don't have any other thoughts on this chapter though. What about alright Let's
1: let's move on then. <laughs> Sounds good.
0: Okay. Next chapter. The sixth chapter of this section. Titled How to Spur People. On to success. The principle, praise the slightest improvement and praise every implement, and, and, pr- and praise every improvement. Be hearty in your approbation and lavish in your praise.
1: Yeah, I liked this chapter. Uh, again, it's a repeat, right? As you said, yeah. he covered this in chapter two or three of the of the book, but praising people he's made it clear you can't do it enough um yeah it always always leads to good things and um it didn't say it in the principle but he does make a big point in this chapter about making it sincere it's got to be sincere and uh I'll just read this little paragraph, this sentence. It says, let me repeat. The principles taught in this book will work only when they come from the heart. I'm not advocating a bag of tricks. I am talking about a new way of life. I really liked that because that's been probably my biggest criticism of this book is that a lot of times it feels like a bag of tricks. Yeah. But I'm forgetting that he's pointed this out multiple times and he points it out again in this chapter that it all has to be sincere. And if you do that, they're obviously going to work better. It's obviously going to work wonders for you if, if you if you notice that you are not applying one of these principles and you change that in your life. If you do it sincerely, um, it's going to lead to just better relationships all around. And in this chapter, he mentioned quite a few famous and uh, accomplished people who, who received some praise that truly changed their life. Um, yeah. Which was cool. Some of the names, one of the names I didn't recognize, but he talks about Charles Dickens, H.G. Uh, Wells, who's an author of, of uh, I want to say, War of the Worlds.
0: Am I am I right there? I meant to look this up. I actually have never heard of H.G. Wells, so yeah, um, War of the I was going to look that up too, and I didn't get around to it.
1: Yeah, so he, he wrote War of the Worlds and a bunch of other things. So a pretty... Uh, accomplished writer and then he also mentioned a uh, guy who became a very famous singer opera singer in i want to say spain enrique caruso regardless yeah. all these guys were just you know you could call them failure failures they were just trying to get by in life and struggling and they received just a little bit of praise for their work or their improvement or their singing and, and uh, that got them You know, it kept them trying and it ended up in, you know, very successful lives, very successful careers. Um, You never know when praise is going to change someone's life and it has a lot of power.
0: Yeah. And I actually have a couple stories of my own where praise has affected me. So. (laughs) The first one, and I may have told this story before on this podcast. I can't remember. But one time in high school, uh, I asked my math teacher junior year if I should take AP Calculus senior year. Mm. And she looked at me and was like, no, (laughs) you will fail because you have crappy study habits. And I was like, huh, I'm going to take it anyway. I'll show you. So I took it and I actually studied and I did really well. And then later or like during the course of the semesters at some point, I got a letter in the mail from that teacher mm-hmm. who wrote me like a little thank you card. She's like, Hey, I'm so glad you decided to stay in this class. You're doing really well. You've, uh, um, you know, you're changing your study habits and like you're, you're doing really well. You're going to pass your test. And she like praised me. And I remember it to this day. I was like, wow, that was really awesome of her. That was super cool. Um, another example. I don't know if you remember this, but one time. Um, so as, as you know, Christian, I am not a, a gifted singer. I do not sing super well, but one time josh did something i can't remember what he did but i started singing like that uh you're so vain song to him (laughs) and uh afterwards you were like wow you sang that really well you were actually on key and it sounded pretty good and i was like huh
1: thanks man
0: i I said said that to you you said that to me and i was like and i still remember that um (laughs) And occasionally, I'll still try to sing that song. So, uh, <laughs> that's just one example of praise that has affected me. You know, oh, gee. I mean, I'm not a successful singer now, but maybe one day. <laughs> um, and then in my mission, there were these things we would do called personal touches, where we would we would write little notes for other missionaries or for members, and we'd we'd leave them places for them to find um which i don't know if that was always praise but it definitely showed appreciation for for that person Mm -hmm. um and that has the same effect as praise because it makes that person feel important and uh i i think that's a, a something we should should remember is that you don't necessarily have to praise, praise the heck out of people, but you know, just make them feel appreciated and it'll have the same effect.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. That goes back to the principle of how everyone wants to feel important and loved. Like you said, um, I really like the story about your, your math teacher. It was math, right? Yeah. Yeah. In high school. Cause you know, that, that first one, you, the first thing she said to you about your study habits aren't good enough you know like yeah. you could have taken that as an insult you could have become resentful um but there was probably something in the way she said it that was like a challenge to you you know
0: <laughs> yeah and she wasn't
1: <laughs> she was a good enough of a teacher that she wasn't like no your grades aren't good enough or no you're not smart enough but she pointed to something that you could change you know, she pointed to yeah. a study habit, which is something that you have control of, and and good thing you took up that challenge, right? And it it turned out well, and and then she obviously yeah. followed that up with a no, which which is I don't know. It sounds like she was a really good teacher,
0: but yeah, she is really good. I should uh, write her a letter back. It's probably a little late, but
1: yeah, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> it's probably not too late. Yeah, it's probably a good idea. Huh.
0: Um, one thing I really liked about this chapter is, uh, it talks about when, and you touched on this as well, praising people only works, um, if it's genuine and specific, if you just say, Hey, look, you're great. That sounds superficial. Mm -hmm. It sounds like you're being flattering. And it sounds like cheap praise and no one likes, likes that, you know, no one likes cheap praise. So, but when you're specific, when you say, Hey, you did this really well, um, like this is really good work and this is why it's good work. You did this, this, this really well. Um, it comes off sounding more genuine and honestly, probably is more genuine when you're looking at specific things that some, that people are doing that that you think are are quality, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's important to keep in mind as well.
1: Yeah, uh, I I agree. I think when it's specific, and when you when you praise little specific improvements or little things, not necessarily little things, but as you said anything that's very specific. I think that that is more sincere because that shows that you're paying attention. You know, it it proves that, um, that you're invested in their life. You know, that you know what's going on. You can see like where they were then compared to where they are now. And it, yeah, it shows that you're invested, that you're not just saying, Oh yeah, that was great. Or, Oh yeah, you're good. Oh yeah, you're great. Um, but it definitely, it means a lot more, you know? Yeah. And.
0: Oh, it definitely does.
1: One example of that that just came to my head in my marriage, um, you know, me and Kylie, we tell each other, we love, we love each other a lot, you know, like we say that a lot and maybe some would say we say that too much because we just like say that a lot back and forth to each other you know i love you um and it's gotten to the point where it just doesn't mean very much you know yeah like i'll just be like oh hey kylie and she'll just like look up and i'll be like i love you and she's like oh cool you know and that's like <laughs> it's just like a little way of connecting right which is which is important as well but yeah when when she like takes a minute or or vice versa and i really can think of something specifically that she did today that I liked, you know, it's like, hey, I really liked it when you got my lunch ready for the day, or I really appreciate it that you made the bed, or, or I love you because this, you know, some specific attribute, it means way more. And, um, it goes a lot further in, you know, me connecting with my wife on that specific day in that specific moment. Um, and I, I definitely, I'm glad you brought that point up because I had, I had slightly forgotten that it was mentioned in this chapter. But being very specific with those things is, is also, yeah, it's, it's crucial in coming off sincere, as you said, and um, really helping the person feel important.
0: Yeah, I don't know, dude. Yeah, I, I, I agree with everything that you just said. Um, as you're talking about the whole. Um, like I love you thing um it made me think of like a first kiss, you know? Like the it's 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 for some reason the first one is memorable because you're you're nervous, you're excited, you're jittery. Um but after a while it, if you if you don't mean it every time, it just kind of like loses its flavor, you know? and a way to keep the flavor of praise is definitely by being specific in the praise.
1: Good uh example there. parable whatever. It was. was that
0: was that sarcastic? <laughs> no.
1: No. <not. laughs> okay. Sorry, it wasn't specific enough. Uh <laughs> That was a good example because
0: uh, it, because it, it it's relatable that's why it's
1: relatable and uh kind of connects to uh our next book dropping yes, another it, hint does. There.
0: <laughs> yes it does i'm let me tell you pretty nervous about it yeah <laughs> i think uh it could go either way for sure we might just shoot our entire listener base down with this next book <laughs>
1: Or we could we might gain a whole new listener base.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I told I told my in-laws yesterday. I saw them yesterday, and I I told them what our next book was going to be. And what they
0: uh, what they say?
1: They they seem excited about it. You know, they seem, <laughs> uh, int- and I'm yeah, they're great. Think they I uh, thank them for listening, but uh, yeah, they seem excited. And uh it should be good or very bad, but we'll find
0: out yeah, uh, we'll announce that either next episode or the episode after that when we do our review session, <laughs> yeah, but it's
1: coming up really
0: yeah it really is dude well, I'll really have to i I might want to order the book,
1: yeah, I need to do that too
0: uh definitely need that on my shelf,
1: all right, so I want to throw down a challenge for us okay let us um give a very specific compliment or specific praise to somebody before our next episode i like that and report on it
0: okay does it have to be like can it be written down and given to them that way or yeah sure does it matter okay let me write that down. All right. Sound, sounds good to me. Okay. Well. And with that, thanks for listening to this episode. Uh, give us a rate, you know, and review our podcast. That would really help us out. Listen to my other podcast, Deeper Thinking. Uh, yeah, thanks for listening.
1: Thanks, everybody.